Hey Hubsters, we are back. This is season two. In these first few episodes, we're going to unpack everything that our mantra of optimizing human performance encompasses, the pillars within that, and those guiding principles in that endless pursuit of human performance. Enjoy. We are live from Melbourne, Australia. From Melbourne, Australia. Bringing you the Performance Hub podcast. Strap yourself in as we explore the world of human performance. No BS, no hidden agenda, just real world applicable information to help you optimize your human performance. Without further ado, here are your hosts, Coach Max and Carl. <laughs> Fantastic. All right, we're back. We are back. We have a, a little bit of a hiatus. We did, we did. We, you know, we're all about quality over quantity. Well, that's it. And I think um, full, full transparency to listeners, we actually already, or supposedly we thought we recorded this uh, podcast that we're about to do now. Um, and, and Classic Us just shows how we're tracking at the moment. We was on mute. Yeah, we had the microphone on mute for the duration of the podcast. But we, we, we wrapped up and we thought that went pretty well. It felt good. And then uh, we went to edit it. Funnily enough, there was no sound. <laughs> it was like audio only, and there's not audio in this one. Um, but uh, no, we're back. We are back. We're back. Back in business, um, back in lockdown. But um, that doesn't mean more time for podcast. Yes, and it's probably fitting that today's podcast is going to be based around mindset. We talk about growth mindset, opportunities. Uh, so for us, it's like, well, this is a great opportunity for us to actually get back on the podcast um and and continue to i guess provide some value hopefully to the listeners um and it just gives us something to to focus on so this is actually helping us as much as it hopefully helps the listeners absolutely absolutely so um what we're talking about uh in today's podcast yep what we're going to start to overview over our next few episodes is going to be our pillars yes. so our pillars of human performance and uh, so what are our pillars Carl? well we've got four key pillars that pretty much underpin what our mantra of uh, optimizing human performance is. And those four pillars are mindset, movement, nutrition, and recovery. Um, now, obviously, they are all important and they all rely on each other. Um, they all complement each other. But for us, and I guess what today's podcast is going to be about, is going to be mindset. Because um, we, we think that that is going to lay the foundation um, for, I guess, you know, the principles that are within these pillars um, and our day-to-day. Yeah, definitely. You know, we always say it's not that one's more important than the other, um, but if you yes. start with the right mindset, you can really um, put everything else into practice. Whereas if we don't get the mindset right at the start, yep. it's really hard to train properly. It's really hard to follow the right diet. Um, so it all does need to start with mindset. 100%. 100%. Like I said, it's going to be a flow-on effect from, I guess, that mindset pillar. Definitely. So I guess let's start with the basics. What is mindset? So essentially, in a nutshell, mindset is going to be our perception uh, and our outlook of a certain situation, okay, which is obviously going to heavily influence what our behaviour is in that situation. So I guess prime example at the moment is being in lockdown. Uh, two people or a lot of people are going to be in the same situation. Um, let's not beat around the bush. It obviously sucks. But at the end of the day, how we perceive that, um, how we choose to react in that situation, is going to have a dramatic impact on our mindset and how we actually, um, I guess, conduct ourselves from a behaviour point of view day to day. Um, it's very easy and we'll go into the different types of mindset 
but it can be very easy to get into that why me mentality at the moment um, and just feel sorry for yourself. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, I think it really, really boil it down. It's kind of that idea that like whatever is happening is happening. Yep. Um, and it's actually how we feel about what's yes. happening. Yeah. It makes a difference. And that's yep. all we can really control at the end of the day. Yeah. What's it? It's like, you know, people say all the time and we say control the control, the controllables. Yeah. And it's like, well, what does that actually mean? It's just like, well, yeah, the situation is situation, but you can choose how you react in that situation. 100%. Um, yeah. 100%. Um, yeah, so within a Cheval pillars, yep. uh, we have principles. So, you know, the pillars are there and they're kind of broad spectrum. Yep. Um, and then we have the principles of the pillar. And those principles are there to kind of help you actually apply yes. the tools within each of our pillars. So within our mindset pillar, our principles, there's three. Yep. Uh, first one is have a growth over a fixed mindset, which we'll expand upon. Um, focusing on processes over outcomes. And finally, we have ACE, which basically for us stands for action changes everything. And that's a big part of our mindset pillar as well. Um, so if we start off, we talked about like the different types of mindsets. What are some of the key differences between a growth and a fixed mindset? Yeah, so I guess um, with a growth mindset, you know, people are gonna see, I guess within a certain situation being perceive a good or bad, they're going to find opportunities to grow, to learn, to develop. Um, whereas a fixed mindset is going to be that notion um, where it's a very closed way of thinking, where it's you either have it or you don't. Um, they're going to see everything as really hard if it's going to be perceived as, as hard. Um, and it's sort of that mindset where you're not going to seek out those opportunities to, to keep moving forward, um, which is something obviously, you know, at the moment, which you know, it'd be very easy to get stuck into that fixed mindset. And I guess just like, you know, in the gym, we train our muscles to get stronger. We train our body to move more efficiently. The same thing when it comes to training, I guess, our mind and our mindset is we actually have to do some, I guess, specific things that are going to allow us to really capture what that growth mindset is all about. Yeah, definitely. And I think even when we talk about that growth and fixed mindset, there's lots and lots of examples out yep. there, like different terminology for it. So there's that, yep. you know, are you a victim or a victor or are you this or that? Yes. We like growth or fixed um, as being the most positive, I guess. But I guess it boils down to like, when something happens, do you see that as a challenge? Yep. Or do you see that as a reason to quit? Yeah. And that's like your key difference, isn't yep. it? Yep. Yep. And that's it. I mean, the reality is everyone in their life at some point is going to be having some sort of setback or they have to face some adversity. But it's like, do you see that as an opportunity to grow um, and develop and better yourself? Or is it, like you said, that where it's like, oh, why me mentality? Um, where you go back into your shell a little bit and, and don't see those opportunities. Yeah, and especially if you know, you're trying to put yourself out there and achieve something yeah. um, that's substantial, you're probably going to have more of those moments. 100%. Like, if, you yeah. want, if you want to just uh, never have any obstacles, you probably just like, Want to go get a job at the supermarket? Yeah, and just stack shelves forever. Not that yeah. there's anything wrong with stacking shelves. Uh, someone's going to push. Someone, someone's <laughs> going to do it. Um, but you know, you're probably pretty confident with like what your day is going to look like every day going forward. Yeah, yeah. It's like you know, if you want to do anything outside of that. Yeah, you're going to have to be prepared for there to be challenges and setbacks on the way. Definitely. Um, and I think I said this, this example yesterday with a um, one of the clients and athletes that we work with. Um, I won't disclose the name, but had a little bit of a setback. And he's obviously in the right thing, saw the physio, um, got a bit of a you know, diagnosis, prognosis. And then I sort of asked him, okay, what's the, you know, what's the plan going ahead? And he was telling me everything that he couldn't do. 
Um, and I was like, okay, that's great. But then I posed it another way. It's like, what can you do? What can you do? Um, and again, so that's just that mindset shift on, you know, we focus straight away on, again, what we can't do, opposed to focusing on what we can do. And just like, okay, well, that's stuff that we can attack and, and get after that. Um, because, yeah, you do feel down on yourself if it's an injury setback, whatever it is. Uh, but again, it's that growth versus fixed mindset that we really want to make sure that, okay, well, there is an opportunity for us to develop um, and, and grow into yeah, absolutely. And even if we go back to lockdown, like I think, you know, one of the things we hear so often from people is I don't have time for X, Y, and Z. Yes. Yeah. Like, well, now, despite the fact that there's a lot of negatives about lockdown, the one positive is anything that you didn't have time for before, you now 100% have time for. Yeah. You know, um, so it's really about seeing that for what it is and going, you know, the situation, the situation, and how we respond to that not only does that dictate our mindset, but it probably also dictates, you know, how we feel overall as well. Yeah. You know, if you're constantly thinking about all the things you can't do, if we asked you, are you happy? Or not, you're probably going to say you're not very happy. No. Whereas if we're focusing on the things that we can do, you're going to be a lot happier. You're going to be a lot more pleasant to be around. You know, your whole overall quality of life is probably going to be much greater, despite the fact that your circumstances are the exact same either way. Yeah. 100% spot on. Yeah. And it, like I said, it's going to make the process a lot more enjoyable, um, regardless of what that is, if it's injury or whatever, because, it, yeah, it is it's going to give you something to actually narrow that focus on. For sure. 100%, 100%. I just want to let the listeners know that this is completely different to the uh, podcast that we recorded <laughs> last time. We got off the coffee. We got a little bit of a run shape, but um, it's just like, yeah, we forget about it. <laughs> you, can't, you can't keep us grounded. Um, our second uh, principle yeah. uh, within the mindset co is process over outcome. So mm-hmm. do you want to talk a little bit about like, what that actually means? Yeah, so I guess for us, um, and I'm sure all listeners would use the SMART principle when it comes to sort of setting goals. Well, they should. They should. Um, if they don't, um, they, they should uh, search that and, and do that. But the thing is it gives you a great framework to be able to set goals. Where I guess it falls down in, in I guess, a key part of the puzzle is it actually will focus purely more on the outcome than the actual process and need to get to the outcome. Um, and as we know, a lot of people can get really fixed on the outcome um, without actually focusing their energy and time on the steps that they need to do to actually drive them forward to get towards, I guess, that desired outcome they're after. 100%. And, you know, we love metaphor. Um, yes. So what was the metaphor we did in the last show was if we're climbing the mountain, it's like, you know, you want to look at the start, oh, yes. I want to climb this mountain, get yes. to the top of the mountain. But then if we are walking along and we're just looking straight up in the air at the top of the mountain, we're probably going to fall over. And that's, that's a good analogy. Yeah. Like what we actually want to be doing is like, yes, we're going to climb this mountain. We've seen the top of it. What we want to do from then on there is actually focus on where we're walking. Like where are we putting our feet each step? Yeah. And from there, we're not going to fall over. Yeah. Um, and that's one of the things that. that we try and get clients to do as well is focus on, which we'll talk about in a minute, um, their daily tasks. Like, what do you actually need to do each day to achieve your goal? Like, yes, the goal is great. You know, you want to lift 10 kilos more. You want to lose 10 kilos, whatever that is. Yeah. That's all well and good. We're great. We've written that down on a piece of paper, hopefully yep. stuck it in the fridge. But now, visible, 100%. What do we want to actually do each day? Because just thinking about it isn't really enough to achieve it. No. And then we, you know, we could even throw in the idea that, you know, you know, clients and, and people that are wait for that motivation strike for them to actually kick into gear. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we're big on saying that motivation's overrated, that essentially taking action, that motivation's going to be the other side of that. And that, I guess, falls into nicely around our third principle. Yeah. That. 
Absolutely. So the third principle being um, action change everything, yeah. which is what Carl just alluded to. So, you know, so often we think um, people are just waiting for this like epiphany or this like sudden burst of motivation. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, doesn't matter what I'm doing Friday night. Doesn't matter because <laughs> come Monday, I'm just going to be a different beast. Like you know, I'm just going to eat nothing but vegetables. You know, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go to the gym twice a day every day. Um, and I've never seen that happen personally. No. No, and it's one of those things where it's, you know, you hear the overnight success and all that sort of stuff. Well, obviously, there was a fair bit of work that went into that to get to that point. Um, but for the simple fact, and we'll go into it, but, you know, if you're struggling to to make a change, um, that, you know, it doesn't need to be a big change. It's, that's why we say, you know, small actions over time will drive that long-term change that you're after. So it's yeah, building absolutely. that momentum up. Absolutely. And that's, I guess, the big thing, like, that we want to focus on is, the action itself, the act of doing something, yes, is the most important thing because that's going to get the ball rolling. Yeah, when there's a ball rolling, you have momentum, and that's when motivation actually kicks in. Yeah, you know, 100%. Like, if I want to lose weight and I walk in and I stand on the bathroom scales, oh well, I'm not feeling very good about yeah. myself. Yeah. Whereas if I actually take the action of like I go to the gym for a week, I start to focus on what I'm actually eating, then I stand on the scales. Oh, I've lost a kilo then all of a sudden there's that burst of momentum and it's like, oh, I'm going to keep on doing what I've been doing. Correct. But people miss the first step, which is actually doing something. Yeah. And, you know, there's always going to be the most friction at the start. Mm. You know, whatever you're doing, whatever you're trying to change, there's always going to be the most friction. But like you said, by simply taking action, you're building that momentum. And even though it might it might be small action where it just seems really minuscule in at the time, um, it's that compounding interest that we that James Clear talks about in his Atomic Habits. Um, but it's one of those things that, yeah, after a week, after a couple of weeks, that you know you get that gratification of okay, there's that tangible result, and that's going to continue to fuel that motivation and long term. Um, I guess want to adhere to it as well. Hundred percent. And like I think it's interesting you brought up um, Atomic Habits. Good book for everybody. Yeah, um, definitely read that. But um, Carl and I love to read these um, these books. <laughs> And I've read several, and I know of a lot of others. Yeah, there's definitely atomic habits. There's tiny habits. There's micro habits. There's a book called The Slight Edge. Yeah, there's power, power habits. Power of habits. Uh, the Seven Habits. Yeah, like all these really smart people, and like they've got their own spin on it. They've got their own take on it. Yeah, get me wrong, but they're all essentially saying the same thing: yep. that doing these things over and over again. Yep. Doing positive things over and over again is the uh, key to making a successful change. Yep. And doing negative things over and over again is unfortunately the key, key to failure. So, hundred percent, um, and that's it. And we, you know, talk about you know why people fail in a way or what went wrong, and it's you know those three things that we sort of touch on um, that you know we said it before where it just seems so insignificant that it's like okay, so if I do this today, then obviously tomorrow I'm not going to see. A result straight away and it's like yeah it's obviously going to take more time um, to build that frequency of actually doing a habit before you see something tangible um, and then the other one is because the results are invisible in the sense that yeah it's not going to be an instant change so we as human beings we always want some sort of reinforcement that whatever we're doing is going to be worth it essentially um, and yeah it all comes down to this idea that it's just so easy to do that it's essentially so easy not to do Hundred percent, and I think yeah, you hit the nail on the head with those. Um, and like we'd have thousands of stories and conversations yeah. we had with clients, and you know they'll ask something, you know they they're searching for this like the hidden 
secret magical answer that we're going to give them and reality is doesn't exist like i've never like shared secrets with anybody because i don't really have any secrets no. um, after all this time um and it is those simple things like people you know we'll have the conversation they'll be nodding like yes no i know and the reality is most people know what they should or shouldn't do it yeah. to an extent yeah it's not like yes we can help you with a little bit of information but most of the time like we're not helping you with information our job isn't necessarily to give you more information our job is to help you actually do the thing yeah um, yep. and that's the big thing like you know and that last point is really important too like all this stuff so easy to do but it's also so easy not to do yeah like, really easy to go to the gym like not hard just drive your car here yeah get out we'll tell you what to do 45 60 minutes yeah and you're done yeah but it's also probably even easier to just drive home that's percent. like it's easier to do that yeah um, and that's probably the big difference like there's no huge barriers here. There's no like big thing you need to do. Like you don't have to sign up for a marathon or a marathon. Like all you've got to do is daily, you know, do some form of exercise. Yeah. But equally, like it's just so easy to look out. And so it's not to yeah. yeah. You're listening to the Performance Hub Podcast. No BS, no hidden agendas. Yes, for us now, we'll look into okay, so that's I guess the principles. And a little bit more on the theory and, and sort of unpacking that a little bit. Um, but let's look at, okay, how can we put this into action? So I guess with each principle we have within the, the pillars, we have things that, okay, well, yes, this is how we can actually action this item as well. So let's start with, I guess, the biggest one to start with is going to be that uh, growth versus fixed mindset. So how do we actually put that into play in a day-to-day? Um, and our biggest thing is doing some form of journaling. Yeah, that's the big one, I think. Um, and when we say journaling, I think you'll get the wrong idea. Like, it's not like a dear diary moment. <laughs> yeah. um, we have a framework that we like people to work with and you can make it really, really simple. And yep. in fact, the simplest ones are often the best. Yep. So we've got a set series of questions that we were asked. Yep. One of the things I do is just like a daily gratitude journal. And by journal, I mean, it's three dot points. It's like, what three things am I grateful for? Yep. And that way I'm starting the day off straight away, not focusing on like, oh, what do I need to do? Yeah. Oh, yep. what's going to happen when I get to work? Or, you know, what do I need to do in this situation? It's focusing more on, okay, these three things that are really good that I'm really happy about. Yeah. And everybody can find those three things. Um, you might get resistance at the start. You might think, oh, I don't even have three things to be grateful for because you're so far in that fixed mindset. Yeah. But trust me, I've never met anybody who couldn't find three things they're grateful for. Yeah. Like, simple. Yeah, and it's probably one of those, those activities that you do that allows you to stay really present in the moment. 100%. And actually be grateful for the things we do have. Yeah. And like you said, it's like, well, over time, if you do this day in, day out, well, then, you know, you've got things to refer back to. It's like, actually, no, I'm grateful for these things and all this yeah. sort of stuff. So um, I guess another one we, so these are the couple of questions um, we can go through in a bit more detail in terms of what we would typically get our mem- members and, and clientele um, to actually write down. And the first one is, like you said, what, what, what is one thing that you're excited about today? So we're looking forward to something. Um, And again, everyone should have something they're looking forward to today. Um, If they don't, then I I don't know. Like, it's just like, you got to have something that you're excited about today. 100%. And everyone does. Like, I've had the conversation with people like, oh, I just hate my job. You know, like, my kids annoy me. (laughs) Blah, 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 blah. And like, I've said as a joke in response, like, well, it sounds like you just need to quit your job and leave your family. And like, oh, I could never do that. I love my family. That's like, well, there you there, go. There's, yeah. there's something you're excited about. 100%. Like, we just need to, you know, be a little bit more present, like you said. Yeah, correct. 
Um, then I'll, another question. So we have three questions. I'll relock three because it's one of those things where it's not too much that it's you know a little bit overwhelming and um, it just simplifies things a little bit. So the second question is, if one word could describe the kind of person that I want to be today, what would it be? Um, and I like this. We talk about you know the whole identity thing. Um, so it's like you know what's the goal or who do you wish to become and all that sort of stuff and you want to prove it to yourself with those daily little actions i think this is a great question because it's like all right well you know if i could uphold the qualities of this individual um, mm. and how i want to identify what would that be um so again that's a, a really good powerful question that you can ask yourself and the last one is a little bit of a reflection one um i guess preempting the day it's like mm. i will know today was a great day if mm. um, and i think those three really simple um, but again, it's something that's going to, um, I guess, bring that growth mindset to life straight away. So you're in a really good, I guess, um, yeah, mindset, of course, and it sets the time for the day. 100%. And it's the simplest thing. Like you just sit down, if you're having a coffee in the morning, sit down, you have your coffee, pull a notepad out, yep. write it down. Yep. It's the easiest thing in the world to do. You can put it in the notes section of your phone yep. if you like. Although Carl has his saying, ink it, don't think it. Yes. Um, which I we I genuinely believe that there's a little bit of power in pen to paper. There it's is a bit more permanent. You can't delete it. No, no. And I think like you said, you know, have it have it around. It's like, you know, have it in your car, uh, could be on a, you know, even a sticky notes, mm. put them on your computer, laptop, whatever it is, just have it as a constant reminder as well. Because, you know, obviously there might be things, you might get a, a work email that um might get the emotions going, but if you can refer, like, no, actually, you know, this is what I'm grateful for today. This is the person I want to be. Um, not a person who abuses people over email. Hundred percent, hundred percent. So for our second principle, yes. Um, what tool do we have in place for the processes over outcomes? Yes. So this is what we refer to as our daily non-negotiables. Um, so again, we like three things. Just keeps it simple. And all we're essentially going to ask ourselves is, what is three things that we need to do today? to ensure that we can achieve or slash progress towards the goal, the person that we want to become. Um, and again, it's not big things, they're small things. You know, we call it daily non-negotiables, chase small wins, all that sort of stuff. So it could be, for example, you know, go for a walk. Um, obviously at the moment, you know, one hour of, of us being outside, you know, that might be okay. I'm going one hour of a walk with my partner. That'll be a non-negotiable. Um, I'm making sure that I'm taking frequent breaks from my work as well. So, you know, I'm doing some form of mobility, whatever it is, um, and it could just be, okay, with each main meal, I'm having some form of protein. Like they're three things that are small, but again, easy to do, easy not to do. 100%, and like, I think, um, as Carl said, keep these really small and simple. Yep. Um, and then make them more complicated at the time. Yep. But I think the only way this doesn't work is if you set unrealistic down to yeah. the yep. you know, like, I will eat 2,110 the yeah. needle and building that momentum and again it's those small wins over time that's going to have that big win in the long term yeah 100 percent. and we obviously also like the uh, non-negotiables because it helps us with our third principle as well which yep. is the actual actions yes. uh, even if we might need to you know take more action than just these non-negotiables um it does set the stage that we're actually doing yep. um, and it yep. does build that momentum like carl said so it's one of those things like if i go to bed at the right time and i've had enough water mm. to drink 
um, you know, and I've read my 10 pages of a book, you know, straight away, I've ticked that off. So am I more or less likely to then go to the gym or am I more or less likely to actually cook my own dinner? You know, like we all know the answer to those questions. Yeah, like yeah. We've all had a bad start of the day and let that snowball, whereas if we have that good start of the day and we actually feel like, okay, bang, I've done the three things that I said I was going to do. Now it's time for me to go to the gym. If that's not one of yeah. the negotiables, maybe it is. Um, but it just means that I'm more likely to follow through all the other things that yeah. I should be doing as well. I understand. There's something to be said about the satisfaction of just ticking them off. Oh, love it. You know, I'll even, um, like we've got obviously a template that we follow and we'll just have a little square box next to it. And it's just like, yep, tick those bad boys. Give it a big tick. And, and you know, and it is. It's one of those things, and we, we spoke about before. It's like, okay, that, um, I guess, instant gratification that, mm. you know, you know you're doing the right thing, um, but you're rewarding yourself as well by acknowledging that. And we talk about celebrating small wins um, and the importance of that in terms of that long-term adherence. So it's definitely something that can't or shouldn't be overlooked. 100%. And I think having um, it on paper as well with these things that you have to do, it does give you that structure. Um, and by being disciplined with that, you have so much more freedom. Like this is what I find anyway. Yep. If I procrastinate yep. and I know I've got things that I need to be doing, yep. like you're never truly free to relax. Whereas if I've got these things that I'm going to do and I just bang, 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 tick those off, it's like, well, once they're done, I can do whatever I want. Yeah. That's the time when you can just sit on the couch and watch Netflix. Yeah. The issue people have is they're sitting on the couch watching Netflix before they're addressing uh, any of these that's things. That's it. That's it. And that is, and you know, obviously it's not a go for You want to make them a priority yeah, within over, your day over, yeah, yeah, PlayStation and all that sort of stuff. But um, again, that is all part of it. You should be doing that as well. Um, and I guess there was another part of that that I was going to touch on. Um, oh, yeah. So in terms of, you know, habit stacking and all that sort of yes, stuff. Yes. So that's another point we can raise that, you know, over time, that obviously the frequency of doing this, then these are going to become automatic. Mm -hmm. And then it's just like, okay, well, that's already an established habit. Then it's like, well, what's another non-negotiable that I want to add into my day? And like you said before, with actually doing the, the morning journaling, it's like, well, it doesn't need to be something that you don't, or you have to just do out of the blue. It's like, okay, well, with my morning coffee, I'm going to stack that on top of it. Yeah. So, you know, it's already something you're already doing. You're just establishing a new habit on a previously um, built-in habit. Yeah, and that's something that we really like to do to make it um, as easy as possible. Because we know if we make this simple and easy, more people are more likely to do it. Yeah. Um, and as we know, doing is the most important 100%. thing. 100%. So like, yeah. we could write like the ultimate guide to mindset, which is 27 steps a day that you need to follow. <laughs> and like people aren't going to get past step two. No, uh, it's so, like we're like three things, it's good. Yeah. Um, but what we can do is, and like what we encourage people to do, is just start with that simple um, gratitude journal with those mm -hmm. non-negotiables. Do nothing else at the start. Yeah, like do that for three or four weeks in a row. Yeah. After that, that's when we can be like, people go, oh, you know, should I do like some meditation or should I do some more journaling? Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. But don't try and do that day two. No, do that like a day 30. That's Once it. we've already consolidated that habit so we can actually stack something more complicated on top of it. Yeah, and that's the thing. I think that's where people will sort of set themselves up to fail at the start because yes, okay, I want to change all these things at once, which becomes really daunting and overwhelming in itself that then you go into this level of procrastination and you don't actually do anything. Yes. Uh, I don't change anything. And that's where I think, you know, we talk about ACE yes. being really important, but really focusing on those those things. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, um, I think it was in Jeff Olson's book, he talks about like, don't get sucked into the quantum leap, which is the idea yeah, that yeah. it's like, 
something that you want is this, this huge step. So you've got to do massive amounts of stuff to get there. Yeah, yeah. It's very much like, okay, take a step back. Yeah. There is no quantum leap. It's just repeatedly doing the right things over and over again. Yeah, love that. So make your own life easier on a daily basis. Yeah. And don't try and like overstretch yourself at any one point in time. Yeah. So just try and do the right things over a longer period of time. More often than not. Yeah, that's great. Fantastic. Um, okay, so now let's go principle three. And, and putting into action. Is that, have we done that yet? No, no we did that. We, we, we did that. Okay. Yeah, we've now done that. Oh, all right. Well, actually, there's a few things because we talk about, I guess, the action changes everything. Yep. And then it's important to, okay, this is what I have to do from a daily non negotiable. But to hold yourself accountable to that, there needs to be some sort of reflection or what we call evening evaluation. Yes. All right. So we this do. is important for us to not only hold ourselves accountable, um, but then to make the necessary changes. Yep. And it just makes you proactive in the actual process as well. 100%, because I think, you know, it's easy to just write a list in the morning. Um, yeah, but and then just leave it. We never measure it again. It's like, yeah, we could write these lists yeah. at the time. Yeah. And I mean, we'll probably get somewhere, but we're not getting as far as we would. No, again, it's that, you know, we're throwing stuff at the wall, hoping something's gonna stick, yeah. um, and we'll see the change we want. So it can, it's really simple. So it's literally just one question on reflection at the end of the day that you ask yourself is, do your daily actions reflect your goal or again, the person you wish to become? And if they do, then it's like, great, we continue to adhere to them long enough to see results and, you know, obviously establish the habits. Yep. And then, like you said, then we can see add and, and stack habits as we go. If they don't, then we know what the answer is. It's like, okay, we need to take action, again, ACID, but also we need to probably revisit what those daily non-negotiables are. It's either they're not right or it's actually the goal isn't something that you're willing to want to sacrifice for. Um, that we might need to revisit a lot. Yeah, hundred um, percent. You know, it's a simple case of you know, have I done my non daily negotiations? Yes or no? Yep. If I haven't, yeah, it's like were they too complicated from the start, or did I let something disrupt me in the middle of the day and I yep. kind of let that derail my whole day? Yep. How am I going to deal with that tomorrow? Yep. Um, or like you said, it could be that this is actually not working for me because the goal that I set probably isn't something that I'm willing to actually sacrifice and make a change. Yeah, yeah. Which is actually, people would say that like a big failure. It's not. This happens all the time. Yeah. Um, it's just one of those things. Like we would, I would never question someone's goal. No. But I will question what you're doing to achieve the goal that you said that you wanted to yes, achieve. Yes. Um, and sometimes it's like people think that they want something. And then, you know, as we go down the path, actually, no, it's not really what yeah, I want. Yeah, because that's fine. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. It's probably a good thing because it means we just eliminated something that you don't want. Yeah, 100%. Um, and then it's like, yeah, it's like, okay, we need to make sure these align. But it's we're not saying that if after one day that you didn't hit your day negotiables and then it's like alarm bells, we need to change it the next day. It's that, okay, let's reset. If you miss one day, it's not the end of the world. Um, it's like, okay, let's make sure we don't miss two or... You know, it's that consistency of wanting to do these more often than not that's going to be the, the biggest thing in the long term. Yeah, definitely. I think that's a good point. Like, if you've missed your non-negotiables for a day, it's not us saying your goal's wrong. Yeah, do you it, No. If it's been two weeks and you've made no progress at all, we'd be like, okay, then we can chat about it. Yeah, 100%. And um, I think, like, in health and fitness, it's pretty common. People are like, yeah, I just want six-pack abs. Yeah. And, like, you know, if you said that to us, if someone's like, Carla Max, would you like six-pack abs? We'd be like, yeah, sure. I'd love veins popping out of my ass. <laughs> yeah. If someone said you need to do X, Y, and Z to get that, we would say no. Yeah. Like, because we're like, that sounds nice. We've, we've <laughs> been there, and that's just not our goal anymore. And I guess that's <laughs> a classic um, when you, you get the program hoppers. Yeah. Where it's just like, well, I've only done this for two weeks. 
didn't say the results I was after or <laughs> I was promised when I bought this program. Um, so I'm just going to change ship. But it's just like, yeah, but you haven't actually probably allowed enough time no. <laughs> to see the actual, uh, I guess, benefits from the actual training program. So yeah. um, that's, another, that's, a, that's another podcast. That's another podcast. <laughs> so there we go. We've opened that can of worms. Um, no, so hopefully the listeners can take something out of that. So I guess once we peel it right back, that we just want to simplify it. 100%. Um, and yes, the situation you're in can suck, but at the end of the day, you can control, you can control how you react and, and the actions that you take going forward. Yeah, and um, like it's going to suck a lot less if you go in there with the right mindset. Yeah, yeah. So I guess if we, I guess, recap. So if there's three things that you can do, it's like that first thing is the morning mindset. Yep. So just being, you know, grateful for something, having something to look forward to. Um, you know, what's the person, or if you describe yourself in one word, how is that going to be today? And if you had, you know, something that's, I guess, you know, at the end of the day, how would you know it's going to be a good day? Yep. Um, and then we've got the daily non-negotiables. So three things that you can prioritise um, that's going to allow you, I guess, those processes, again, o- over the outcome. And the last thing is, just like we touched on there, working that evaluation. Um, so did my daily actions align with whatever my specific goal is? Yes, no. Um, and then obviously you can make the necessary changes. Yeah, definitely. And, and this will take you five to 10 minutes for the whole day. And I know some people straight away will be like, five to 10 minutes. You're going to spend hours and hours like, you know, working on your jobs or working for other people. Yeah. You may as well, like you do owe it to yourself to spend 10 minutes working on yourself. It's not a huge amount of time. Yeah. As hard as to believe, you know, the biggest investment yeah is on your health so yeah you know, definitely it's like what yes of course you should your mental and physical well-being is probably number one <laughs> yeah everything's going to be a flow on effect of that um yeah fantastic so that is uh we're back we're back we um yep we're not on mute so that's awesome so we'll get this to the <laughs> listeners um besides that now we're really looking forward to i guess like i said rolling out the the pillars and the underlying principles and I guess giving listeners a bit more of an idea on you know, what we do at the hub um, and everything that goes into that mantra of optimizing human performance. Definitely. We'll see you next time. Too. Thank you for tuning in to the Performance Hub podcast. Hope you enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to see more hub-related material, check us out and follow us on Facebook, The Performance Hub, Instagram, Performance Hub underscore Melbourne. Until next time, keep pushing the limits of human performance.